You're listening to the Talk with the Wise podcast, a podcast where I talk with those who have lived more life than myself and ask them to share the wisdom they've gained from their experience. This was such a good conversation, we had to split it into two parts. You're listening to part two. So if you missed part one, you can go back and listen to it at the Talk with the Wise podcast. But for now, please enjoy part two. With the Lord's faithfulness in mind, any advice for someone who is about to graduate or just has graduated, and whether that be high school, but particularly maybe even a college graduation? I think there's some just real practical basics that you have to do. One, you got to be in God's word. Mm. You can't be reminded of his faithfulness without being in his word. And so being in his word is first and foremost at every stage of life. And that looks different depending upon the stage you're in. But whatever stage you're in, being in his word is important. I think the second thing I would say is getting community. Mm. Something that's unique, particularly about college, is there's an intensity of community around college. Um, You're living together, you're eating together, you're staying up late together, and there's this real intense community. And you have that intense community in your high school years. It was around your family. And then in college, you get this really intense group of friends. And then after college, it can feel very unsettling when that community is not pre-made for you. You don't have a roommate, you don't have classmates, you don't have people studying your same topic, you don't have any of those things. And so getting in community with people, getting into a church and not just, you know, the Sunday morning slip in at 1020 when the service started at 1015 with my coffee and leave, but actually serving, attending, investing in community is incredibly important to you not feeling like all of a sudden you're on a ship all by yourself alone. Mm. But I think getting in community, staying in the word, getting in community. And then lastly, I would say, watch the eyes of your heart. Comparison or envy or covetedness are all very dangerous um, to our contentment with where God has us. So if you look across the way and maybe you're a, you know, a young single man or a young lady and there's not a significant and you see the significant others in your friends' lives and you start to feel, you know, envious of that because God has not done that for you or maybe the job that somebody got that you didn't get or, you know, maybe the job you got that you can't afford to go buy that apartment or that new car that someone else was able to do. Guarding the eyes of your heart to know that the Lord has not given your good gifts to someone else is important for your life, your whole life. That God did not give your husband to someone else. He did not give your job to someone else. Um, he does not give uh, the goodness that he intends for you to someone else. He's not limited in his resources or supplies. And so if we can guard the eyes of our heart in comparison, it is important to your own thriving and joy and wherever God has you at the moment. Mm, yeah, that that's huge. It also kind of transitions into another, you know, relationships like what you were talking about, um, both in community and also dating and, uh, you know, marriage looking forward is a big, I feel like, thing, especially in 
you know, the younger generation, like where I'm at particularly in life. And so, yeah, that envy is something definitely to watch out for. But for those who are in like a serious relationship, whether that be dating, um, engaged, or maybe even newly married, do you have any advice or words of wisdom for people in that situation? That's going to sound very similar. You have, to be, you have to be in the word because when you're in relationship with people, your tendency is to spend all your time getting to know that person mm-hmm. and losing the getting to, to continuing to be looking at the author and finisher of your faith, to be looking toward Christ. So the habits and disciplines of staying in the word are important. Being in community is important again. And that's community of all types of people. That's some of your single friends still. That's your that's your family, um, that's friends, that's your church that holds you, that sees, is this relationship, if you're dating or engaged, is this relationship pushing you toward Christ-likeness? And you can't see it. You need those who know you well, who can see it, um, to be watching and encouraging you on in Christ-likeness and noticing when maybe the relationship period is not pushing you that way as a red flag. And so I think there again, community is important in those relationships. Accountability, uh, that again, that person who's watching and saying, hey, you know, I noticed you've missed a couple Bible studies. He's fun and all, but, you know, staying in the church is really important, you know, and, and that sort of keeping your feet grounded in your faith is super duper important in the dating and relationship parts of life. Mm, Yeah. That, that is also really, really good stuff. I think just as a side note to that, I feel like I'm personally right now learning a lot more about idolatry and what that looks like for people today, like in America, especially today and how it's possible, you know, it's obviously, it's not just little statues that we have in our house or whatever that we bow down to. It's, it's things like relationships, even, you know, the good things like, you know, having a boyfriend or spouse or whatever it is, a gift from God that we can turn into an idol, Um, even family or our career, all the, all of the good things that we can turn into idols. So that's like definitely a caution to people my age. Um, But yeah, that's really, really good stuff. Um, And my age. (laughs) True. (laughs) Goodness, you've just given us gold, Miss Tiffany, for all all areas of life <laughs> that we can take in every uh, every situation. So thank you so much for that. And this might be taking a little bit of a different direction, just trying to reach everyone here. For those who, you know, have been married for whether a little bit or a little bit longer and are kind of entering into the becoming a parent world, um, I know that can be really, really overwhelming and new. So if you have any words of advice or wisdom in that area. Yeah, let me put a positive word there. Overwhelming and new are both true, but exciting and fun also get added there. You know, I remember as a young mom, everyone sort of saying how terrible the twos were going to be and this like dread I had of her turning two. And, you know, then she turned two and I'm like, well, I think we're okay. <laughs> um, you know, that to, to be careful with the stereotypes that mm. come with parenting. God has uniquely equipped you to be the parent of the children that he gives you. 
and he did not give you somebody else's children. You're not the wrong mom. You're not the wrong dad. You are chosen by God to be the parent of the children that he gives you. And so in that confidence, enjoy it. The days will be very long. (laughs) There will be very long days from, you know, potty training to learning math skills to, you know, a belligerent teenage years. Those will be hard. The days will be hard, but the years are very short. Mm. And I don't know how that works. I just know (laughs) it does. (laughs) And I think that to there again, all those things, stay in God's word. It's going to look different in the parenting season. You're not going to have the, you know, two hours in the morning over your cup of coffee to, you know, commune with the Lord. You're might be two minutes over the laundry um, that is going to allow you a moment for God to restore you for the next five hours of chasing your kids around. It's going to look different, but staying in the word, being in community, surround yourselves with people who are where you are. And most importantly, people who've gone ahead. Who can look back at you and go, you can do this. It's going to be okay. The days are long, but the years are short. Hang in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's life-giving to any parent at any stage they're in. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. This has been uh, so wonderful to have you on and have your uh, wisdom. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, it's something that I'm going to try to do as we close. I think that can be more helpful and life-giving to people. Any book recommendations or anything that you're reading now or like a really solid few favorites from the past? And it doesn't even have to be books. Uh, Nowadays, there's podcasts or blogs or anything like that um, that you think would be a good resource to young people or that have really just impacted your life that you would recommend. Well, since I love literature, (laughs) I think reading Fiction is a really important part of the Christian walk with the Lord, is particularly authors who are writing to inspire you. You know, I have just reread C.S. Lewis's The Horse and His Boy. And I'm going to tell you, that was really like, I found myself just weeping as Aslan is telling Shasta all the moments in his life that Shasta didn't know that Aslan was right there beside him. Um, So I think fiction is a good thing to pick up and read. And, you know, whether that's a classic or, you know, like something like Great Expectations where you interact with, you know, Pip and Joe and just that's fun or newer books, you know, like um, Everything Sad is Untrue is a young adult book supposed to be, but it is just beautifully written about the immigrant experience and how that um, bumps up against Christ is just really good. And so it's a new book that I read this year that I found fun. So fiction, I think, is important. And then I think in the, I think reading widely in Christian uh, authors is good. You know, I grew up in a particular denomination and I think I only knew those authors. And I think one of the things that's been enjoyable as an adult is to read, you know, someone else in a different denomination who loves Jesus and of course upholds the truths of the Bible. You know, so whether you're dabbling and, you know, reading like, you know, Russell Moore or Tim Keller, uh, or whether you're reading liturgies of uh, an Anglican church, that you read these people who who love Jesus and maybe express it in a different way than maybe your denomination or your church does 
is really good for the soul. So I would say uh, finding books like that, you know, um, uh, this year I enjoyed uh, reading 21 Days to Childlike Prayer. You know, I'm in my walk with the Lord a long way, but that book was refreshing to my prayer life. And so even picking up something where you're like, oh, I don't know, I may not get anything out of this, but that book was really good for my soul and gave my prayer life a good refresh, which reminded me that I'm still learning. As long as I've walked with the Lord, I'm still learning um, and I can still be refreshed. So those are some things I would recommend. Oh, wow. Those sound really, really cool. Uh, I encourage all of you guys to go check some of those out. Keep reading and learning. Again, thank you so much, uh, Ms. Tiffany, for being on this podcast. You've definitely given us a lot of wisdom and things to ponder. And it was just really good to reflect on his faithfulness. That's definitely been a theme in this podcast. And it's a it's a, a thread that definitely keeps weaving its way into um, it does, every area of life, doesn't it? <laughs> well, Ellie, what a joy to talk to you and to see God uh, using the ways he has gifted you for our good and for his glory. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Stephanie. Thanks for listening. We hope you found this conversation edifying and helpful. If you did, please share this episode with anyone you feel could benefit from it. And if you really enjoyed it, please leave us a review. It really helps us out. Thanks again for listening to the Talk with the Wise podcast.